How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Week 15 uh, playoff semifinals, I believe. Uh, matchup preview episode here. I'm here with Garrett again. Uh, we'll jump right into it with his matchup with Andrew. Uh, on Garrett's side here, just looking at it, you got a lot of bad weather games going on on your side, which is not favorable, but uh, it doesn't always have a huge effect, really, unless it's a super windy game. Uh, yeah, Brady against Pittsburgh should be a shootout. I mean, he's had some up-and-down games, but you got to depend on touchdowns from him because it should be a high-scoring game. Uh, Hopkins against the Jets, they don't really have anybody who's going to be able to hang with him. Um, they give up the third most fantasy points to the receiver right now. Uh, Antonio Brown in that same matchup with uh, Brady against you know New England, obviously, is probably a good bet for 100 yards and a score. Uh, Keenan Allen against Kansas City, he's got a great matchup. Um, you know, if he goes against Orlando Scandrick or any other weak cornerbacks, he's just going to dominate him and they'll move him all over the field. Uh, Barkley is just a monster every week. He's a shot to rip off a Huge touchdown at any point in the game. Uh, Tennessee does have a pretty solid run defense, but uh, I think he's still a threat with his uh, receiving ability to give up at least 15 to 20. Uh, Jalen Samuels and Zach Ertz here doing the double tight end. Uh, Samuels last week didn't really get a ton of carries, didn't get much goal line work, but he got a lot of receptions, which gives him a good floor, kind of acting more as a tight end than a running back in terms of the stats he's getting. Uh, Ertz against the Rams with Wentz out. You got to wonder what the uh, – connection with him and Foles is going to be right. Foles is still the backup, right? Yeah. I mean, he had okay. 13 targets uh, in a game. He had 23 targets over two games with Foles. Right. So, I mean, that probably isn't a huge step down in the Rams of, you know, the one place they've been really susceptible on their defenses over the middle to tight end. So I think he should have a pretty good game. Uh, Foles can really step up here. Um, and then Josh Reynolds has kind of been a letdown. He had a couple big weeks after Cooper cup went off, but, uh, and, Hopefully a high-scoring game if Foles can put one together. You know, he, he's a good bet for at least three or four catches. Uh, all right, so go ahead and break down Andrew's side, Garrett. Andrew's got a lot of pretty solid matchups this week in terms of uh, a lot of divisional games, a lot of good weather, and obviously a lot of potential. But he does have a couple question marks. T.Y. Hilton being injured, still not at practice, but also if he comes back, would have to face Byron Jones against Dallas. Um, pretty strong secondary. Not really a ton of receivers to draw attention away from Hilton either, so it'll be interesting to see if he plays or not. Amari Cooper, also known as next year's Antonio Brown, just going crazy these past couple weeks. Um, he seems to still be following a, a bit of a pattern of like every other game, but it just seems like he's getting stronger with the stronger rapport with Dak. Uh, on the road against Indianapolis, I feel like they might be able to just lean on Zeke and control the game plan, but I feel like he's still a solid bet for seven, eight catches. Uh, Damian Williams, I'm not really too sure what to think about this Kansas City backfield. He had a good amount of work with Spencer Ware, kind of banged up a lot of the week last week. Some I've heard some uh, local Kansas City reporters talk about Chuck Hendrick West, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that work shakes out tonight. Scott Vernon Davis just backing up Jordan Reed, which is an interesting play against Jacksonville, but interesting. And then obviously, you know, formerly of James's team, Stephon Diggs. Never forget that <laughs> trade. Uh, but a question I have for you is Sonny Michelle against Pittsburgh in a bad weather game. How much do you think he's going to be involved seeing as 
he has really had a great game against competitors with James White and Burkhead now back. Yeah, well, I mean, the big thing for him too is uh, with James Devlin taking a bunch of touchdowns. They're not really putting Michelle in on the goal <clears throat> on the goal line anymore. So unless he really breaks one off from outside, you know, the twenty or maybe the ten, I, I think I see have a hard time seeing him getting a rushing touchdown here. And he's not really involved in the passing game. I don't really see more than ten points out of him unless he can get a touchdown somehow. Yeah, because Pittsburgh's actually been pretty solid against the run, and if you think it's going to be a shootout, then you're going to see a lot more James White than Sonny Michelle, I would think. Right, definitely. Um, yeah, and Amari Cooper, I think he's a good bet to catch another, you know, 10-yard pass that he breaks off for a touchdown. You know, the going into last week, the Colts went up a 72% completion rate. Uh, I'm sure that went down with, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson last week not putting up a great score. But even so, they just give up a lot of separation uh, you know, I think Dak is a guy who kind of give, takes what's given to him. But Amari is one of the better separation receivers in the league. And against an already weak defense in that department, I think there's a good bet he just catches the ball in space and can make people miss. Every time I've seen him catch a, a touchdown and break it off this year, I'm like, oh, he's going to get caught. Like, because he's a big dude and he's just got speed that just doesn't look like he doesn't look like the type of guy who would have that type of speed, you know? Yeah, he's fast. I can just only hope he doesn't put up 50 and send me home like Jake. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's good to see for the player finally getting, you know, a team that can get him the ball. You know, was, uh, every game it's making he's making it seem more and more like it wasn't his fault in Oakland that he was having these bad games. You know. Yeah, that's all well, part of it was, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also a mental game too, you know. And I think going to the Cowboys is definitely a fresh start for him. But it's good to see. Yeah, I think like we talked about last week, I think he's going to easily go in the early second round next year in standard drafts. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, we can move on. Then we got David versus old Manny himself. Uh, David on his side has got Andrew Luck against Dallas. Luck has had a couple, you know, down games. I mean, last week wasn't that much of a down game. He had almost 400 yards and two touchdowns. But uh, before the game, you know, two weeks ago, he had an eight-game streak of three touchdowns or more every game. So uh, just hopefully you see him bounce back to form. But Dallas has been – surprisingly good against the pass. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think he's got a pretty safe floor. I don't think he's going to have another uh, tank game like he did against Jacksonville. Uh, Juju, we already talked about that uh, Pittsburgh game, and uh, I think he'll probably avoid a lot of uh, Stephon Gilmore, so he should be able to at least get a 15-point floor there and probably break off uh, a touchdown or two maybe. Um, Chris Godwin against Baltimore is not a great matchup. I don't see him having a ton of success. Um, but he, he's definitely talented. Um, Deshaun Hamilton actually surprised, you know, a lot of people coming in last week, right in place of uh, Emmanuel Sanders and getting seven catches, nine targets, um, you know, got a touchdown. Uh, I think he, if they keep using him like that, um, you know, it's actually kind of a threat going forward to have a really safe floor. Uh, Zeke, I think is going to feast against the Colts. McCaffrey, you know, New Orleans is probably the toughest run D he's faced all year, and he's one of those guys who you just like, he hasn't really had a down game all year. And it's kind of like Gurley last year in the playoffs where you're like, how can he not have a down game? It's got to come one of these points. But maybe McCaffrey's just having one of those years where he's going to, you know, be able to stick it out and, you know, have consistent scoring. You know, it's tough to see Gurley let so many people down last week. But uh, with McCaffrey's receiving floor, I think he at least has a safe – 15 to 20 point floor. I don't think he's going to kill the team. Um, Jared Cook has been kind of up and down all year, but he's been surprisingly consistent. And uh, Breida, if he's back against Seattle, um, I mean, uh, what's the guy's name? Jeff Wilson and Breida's place against Seattle did pretty well a couple weeks ago. 
so I think Brita, if he's healthy and actually healthy, not just playing injured, I think he has a pretty safe floor like we've seen, you know, in recent weeks. What do you have to say on your dad's side? Yeah, I think just real quickly for David, I mean, we've seen the Breda disappearing act all year. I'm just, if you had to bet, do you think, would you think it's more likely that both him and Baldwin play, neither of them play, or just Breda plays? I mean, I think Breda is going to play um, just because that's what he does. If he hits in a limited practice, he usually plays, even sometimes if he doesn't. Baldwin. Then you, we've seen him like play a couple series and just be like, no, can't go. Right. Baldwin's day-to-day, uh, I mean, against San Francisco, they already beat. I think they might hold him back. I mean, if they're – I mean, they have a chance at playoffs for sure, so I I think they might hold him out if they think it's an easy game, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, could, I would think the same for Braden too because they're already out. I'm like, what's the point of trying to risk him? That's true. They also have McKinnon next year, so I don't think they're super worried. But, uh, yeah, no, I definitely see that. Yep. That point. All right. My what dad, do you think of Manny's side? Yeah, my dad's got some problems. Just been really unfortunate to see his running back situation deteriorate from having both Cream Hunt and Aaron Jones to, like, you know, having just Spencer Ware and Aaron Jones to now having Aaron Jones in a terrible matchup and a castaway running back from Hops. A lot of running backs in Frank Gore. I'm surprised he hasn't made more effort on the waivers to get a different running back because Gore doesn't even have a good matchup. But then again, he's still learning. So we'll see. But I just don't see much production, if any, out of those two guys if they're the two people he starts tomorrow or yeah, this week. I think a lot of his success is going to come if Odell is healthy or not. Tennessee's, yeah. Tennessee's not an ideal matchup, but – he needs that type of potential because I do see solid games of, like you said, Edelman in a shootout with Pittsburgh, probably liable for, you know, five catches and a score. Right. He'll avoid Joe Hayden. So yeah. yeah. Deshaun Watson's going to go crazy against the Jets. Jeffrey is going to be him or Ertz is going to catch one or two touchdowns. Um, and then obviously Kelsey doing Kelsey things. And I actually think Cobb could have a surprisingly okay game against Chicago because his hugest game of the year was against them. Almost thirty points to start the season, so right. Obviously, yeah, that's a good point. Obviously, something's got to be working there now that he's healthy. Yeah, and you know, Green Bay has to win this game to really have any shot of getting a wild card spot. All right, well, if we're good on this matchup, we can move on then. Uh, in the toilet bowl, we got old Kurt versus Jay uh, on Kurt's side. He's going with Baker against Denver at Denver. I don't know if that's the best choice what there. The fuck is he um, <laughs> but we'll see how that works out. All Mike right. Evans. Like Evans against Baltimore is going to have a tough time, I think. Tate against the Rams, I mean, the slot, he should be able to do something, but it depends. You know, he's been working with Carson Wentz and now Nick Foles. you got to wonder how much time they've had together. So I don't know if they'll really have a rapport. Landry has been, you know, coming back on a little bit the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, like we just said with Baker Mayfield, I don't think the matchup is great. Uh, I mean, Chris Harris being out for the year is good because Landry does run out of the slot a bit, but he's been playing more as like an outside receiver this year. So um, it'll be interesting to see what he does there. Uh, Gus Edwards might be losing his spot to Kenneth Dixon. I know you'll talk about him later. Uh, Elijah McGuire with Crowell, you know, injured. Um, 
Okay, Elijah McGuire's taking off the injury report. Yeah, with Coral injured, uh, you know, he's a talented guy and he's got a lot of receiving game talent. So I think he has actually a pretty safe floor in a game where they'll probably be getting blown out. Uh, and then Uzama against Oakland. We saw Travis Kelsey tear him apart. Oakland's by far the worst in the league against tight ends. So um, I think, you know, Driscoll has a decent connection with him. And I think he has, again, a pretty safe floor with some definitely some touchdown potential. I could easily see him getting two touchdowns, uh, just depending on how game script goes. Uh, and then Kyle Rudolph doing the double tight end thing here against Miami. Um, I mean, Rudolph really hasn't been productive all year outside of one game, so I don't really see – or I guess he had a couple in the beginning of the year, but uh, in the last eight weeks he's had one game over 10 points. So uh, I don't really see that working out for him too well. Um, what do you have to say for uh, Jay's side or any comments on Kurt? Oh, Kurt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just hurts to look at, like, oh, double tight end of, like, pretty fringe tight ends and then Baker Mayfield at Denver and then still going with a Baltimore running back who's not even the guy, one on your bench, and then, oh, an empty spot on your bench. Like, I, and you're just keeping out, like, just so many questions. Yeah, and um, I'm interested to see. Washington defense against Jacksonville versus Jacksonville defense against Washington. You know, yes. Oh my, no, he, has, he can't. Put he that, Jack- you have to call him or something. That that you can't. He that. wants to watch the skins. He can. <laughs> uh, it seems like Jay's going to be going up against a suicide bomber at this point, and <laughs> Jay has some pretty solid matchups for his part. Devontae Adams pretty much matchup proof, even in a difficult game at Chicago for the Packers. Phillip Rivers probably going to torch Kansas City in a shootout tonight. Cooks against pretty much no one in Philly's secondary. Let Amari Cooper go off for 200. I wouldn't be surprised if Cooks has a blow-up game of, you know, 80-plus yards this game. Corey Davis, you know, he's been kind of sporadic, but seems like he's, I mean, last week against Jacksonville and then a couple weeks ago, India was down games. But at the Giants, I think he could see some targets, probably say four of like eight to ten. Joe Mixon, obviously Kurt's, one of Kurt's many blunders this year. Going to go off against Oakland for sure. Derrick Henry, is this, I think this is the second time that Jay's going to start Derrick Henry all year. And it would just be hilarious to see him go for 47 points last week and then just go back to his normal Zero. this week. <laughs> oh, man. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry almost doubled his fantasy points on the season last week. <laughs> He's just – that's insane. I'm, that's that's going to be my player to – not my star of the week, but I'm going to be watching that Titans game just focused on Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean – Braid against Baltimore is difficult, but then Lockett has a pretty solid matchup at San Francisco, especially if Baldwin's out. Yeah, I mean, Brady is probably the most touchdown-dependent guy in the league. I mean, most of his targets are in the end zone. You know, it just depends on whether or not he and James can connect. And then Lockett, I mean, finally had a human game last week without a touchdown. But uh, he's still then, you know, he's still a threat every week. I mean, against San Francisco, he put up one catch for 52 yards and a score. So he's just a stat-defying player. I think you got to just keep rolling with him every week. Some would say the Will Fuller of this year. Yeah, really. Oh, man. I hate owning guys like that. That would stress me out, but you got to roll with it and just take your take your beatings when they come. Well, both of these teams defy all fantasy logic, so pretty fitting. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on to the last relevant matchup this week. we got James versus Hop. 
James side, Pat Mahomes against Chargers. I mean, that's going to be a great game tonight. Mahomes is always a threat for five touchdowns, so it's just how many touchdowns he throws, not whether he's going to throw multiple. Uh, Galladay against Buffalo. Uh, I think he'll face a lot of Tredavious White, but, um, you know, I, I don't think he has much potential without any other receiving talent to take away double coverage, and especially with a lockdown corner. It's just I think it's going to be another down game for him unless he can get in the end zone. Uh, Eamon Dolan against Minnesota, I think he might get three or four catches if he's healthy, but he's probably not going to get more than 10 points. Uh, Woods has just been solid all year. I still don't think he's been below 70 yards. Oh, yeah. Okay, he hasn't been below 60 yards since week one. Um, you know, the last two weeks he was below 70, but outside of that he hasn't been below 70 since week one. He's probably one of the safest receivers in the league. Uh, David Johnson, what injuries he dealing with now? A quad seems like he's going to play, though. I mean, he's just been a disappointment all year. It's really tough to see, but uh, I don't see him having – I mean, well, I guess if he's fully healthy, this is probably one of the few games you can predict. Um, you know, like we predicted, the Kansas City game was going to be huge for him because they let up so many receiving yards to uh, backs like that, and I think Atlanta is the second worst in the league at that. So if he's going to have a big game, it should be this one. So I actually probably – could easily see 30 out of him if he's healthy and they use him right. LaShawn McCoy has just been tragic all season. You know, I don't know what to expect if he's even going to play. He'll return to practice. But, I mean, at this point in the season, what's the point? Uh, I think Gronk is a good bet against Pittsburgh. I can see Gronk easily getting a touchdown, but he's just not as consistent as he's been in recent years. And then Kenyon Drake, you know, always a good bet to take a lateral in for a touchdown. Um, but, you know, he, he gets really limited touches, but even what he does with those touches, he puts up consistent points. Um, you know, hopefully next year he'll get the proper usage, but uh, he's kind of a boom-bust guy, but he's been a little bit safer in recent weeks at least. But uh, I think James has some big potential, but guys like LaShawn McCoy are probably going to really let him down. What do you think? Yeah, with that, just would you consider, A, moving Josh Adams in for McCoy just because health and also Rams haven't been as strong against the run as you might think, and then also moving Amendola out for Tyrell Williams, who could very easily get a big play. Amendola has been kind of fading in that Miami rotation recently. Yeah, I probably would do both of those things. I mean, at this point, you're just playing for toy bowl money, so you got to shoot for upside with Tyrell in a shootout tonight. Um, also, just give yourself something to watch tonight. Or I guess he also has Mahomes, so that's irrelevant. But uh, And then, what did you say? Yeah, Josh Adams, I definitely would start him over LaShawn. I mean, LaShawn, he's injured. You know, They haven't been using him much all season. Their offense is pretty horrible. Um, and Josh Adams, I mean, on the Eagles, I think with Foles, are going to lean on him a lot if they can get the run game going against uh, – the Rams and kind of slow it down. So I would definitely make both those moves personally. Also good to see that James still has not figured out the IR spot. Good to know. <laughs> I don't think he cares at this point. And Austin side, he should be shooting. James should be shooting for high points because he's got some pre salt matchups. Josh Gordon in that Pittsburgh game, you know, liable to get at least one big play, maybe not a score. Um, Rusty Wilson tore up the Niners for 25 points, four touchdowns last time they played. Wouldn't be surprised if we saw at least three again this week. Allen Robinson, even though he's hurt and kind of been really hard to predict in terms of the target share in Chicago, going against Green Bay secondary has just been terrible. Wouldn't be surprised if he you know gets at least a couple catches. Todd Gurley's Todd Gurley. Uh, Kent Dixon, uh, going to be my star of the week. I guess talk about him a little bit later. But uh, Eric Ebron against Dallas, you know, He's the only tight end there. 
He's been finally showing that consistency. Actually been a top five tight end for these past three or four weeks. Um, I think probably not going to get plus 15 against Dallas, but with a score and 40 yards maybe. And then Dante Pettis. That's just – I feel like he was pretty useful last week. But, again, that was against, you know, Denver. He said – He's had three good weeks in a row. I think he's a fairly safe play for at least three or four catches at this point. Yeah. I guess he had a pretty good game against Seattle last time, though. I just feel like they're going to maybe try and key in on him, realizing that he's like the number one receiver now. But you keep Yeah, that's, that's a definite possibility. Um, all right. Well, if we're good on that matchup, we can move on to waivers real quick. Not a whole lot this week. I mean, Kenneth Dixon um, – like we talked about, might be taking over Gus Edwards' role a little bit, you know, but I think he got a touchdown last week. Um, and, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that's been continually hyped up every year and then just kind of disappoints. But this could finally be the breakout that people have been predicting for a long time. Uh, Vernon Davis in place of Jordan Reed, I mean, I think he'll be pretty solid with, you know, backup quarterback play there. Sanchez, is he starting this week? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm Josh Johnson. Yeah, I think it's going to be Josh Johnson. Yeah, so either way, I mean, I think they'll use him a lot. And every time Jordan Reed's been out, even though Vernon Davis is old as shit, he's been, you know, really productive and still looks really athletic. Um, so definitely don't mind the pickup there, especially as a guy who owns Jordan Reed. Um, I think picking up Detroit defense here against Buffalo, I think the playing defenses against Buffalo thing has kind of uh, run its course, you know, the last couple of weeks because Josh Allen with his rushing ability, I mean, they, they aren't putting up zeros anymore. You know, they, they might give a turnover or two, but I don't think you're getting those 20 point weeks just every week out of the bills anymore. It's kind of, um, it's kind of slim pickings on the defense right now though. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and then we talked about Frank Gore a little bit. Ted Ginn has him coming off IR. I mean, unless you expect him to come off IR and play this week or to win this week and then play him next week. I mean, what's the point? Um, we all but, know how well know. Jay understands IR. Yeah, and just receivers in general. Um, and just fantasy in general. <laughs> life, life in general. And he, yeah, and Ian Thomas, um, I mean, he's – I'm surprised someone else got him. Well, I didn't even notice he had 11 targets last week. He's been quiet. I mean, early on in the season without Greg Olson, he wasn't doing a lot, and then he had five targets the first game without him. I, that was a really quiet 11-target game. Interesting. That's a good pickup. Just for insurance. Yeah, why not? All right, um, finally, we can move on to our picks of the week before we do our uh, matchup picks. Um, so my pick of the week is going to be Damian Williams, just with the uh, Spencer Ware injury not playing tonight. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think um, he's a pretty talented receiving back when he was in Miami. You know, he had pretty good uh, yard per reception stuff and uh, yards after catch because he's pretty good in open space. I think he'll get a decent amount of work and probably will catch one of uh, Mahomes' touchdowns. Um, so I think he'll go for maybe – 40 rushing yards, 70 receiving yards, and a touchdown. It's going to be tough to see who comes out of that committee. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, they were using him last week behind Ware, so I think he's probably the most likely receiving back option there and in a high-scoring game. I think I'll take it as a, a sleeper pick. Yeah. Not so sleeper is picking a fast receiving back against the Tampa Buccaneers, but in this case, it's a little bit more difficult because Baltimore has been pretty much a revolving door of running backs this whole season between Buck Allen, Alex Collins, Gus Edwards, now Kent Dixon is a new guy. 
who John Harbaugh swears is going to have an expanded role going forward. Uh, he was way more productive than Gus Edwards on the ground against on the ground and through the air against the Chiefs. And I feel like even in a timeshare against Tampa, in which figures to be, you know, the Ravens having the ball for a ton of time, I could see him getting maybe 70 total yards and seven catches with Lamar Jackson back there, but probably no touchdown, but that's pretty pretty good for a 15-point floor. Yeah, I could easily see that. All right. Um, lastly, we'll do our picks for each of the matchups here. Um, I mean, I obviously got to pick your team here. You're, if you've trade, you're traded your way into a juggernaut team, I mean, it'd be stupid to pick against you. I just see Amari Cooper and Michael Thomas, and I just get like, fuck. But I guess I'll pick my team. I feel like Saquon will have a pretty big game and save me. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it either way. I mean, Andrew's team definitely has the potential to do it. Uh, David versus Manny. I mean, the last thing I want to do is pick David's team to win. Um, I mean, Manny, it really depends on Odell's health, I feel like. You know, he's got some kind of weaker spots with Frank Gore. You know, Cobb is kind of a boomer bust option right now. Um, I mean, Deshaun Hamilton, Chris Godwin aren't the best options, but I think they have decent floor. I think if Odell plays, I'm going to give it to Manny just with some of the matchups he has, but if not, then it's David. I want to say the same thing, but I'm not going to do a contingency. I think David's going to win regardless, even if Odell plays. I think uh, Juju will have a pretty big game against New England if they try and stick Stephon on... Stephon Gilmore on AB, I think he could have a big game. And then that Zeke McCaffrey stack is just too lethal too lethal to stop. Yep. Just could unfortunate be... for my dad though with the running back situation, honestly. Yeah. He could be trusting you to take down David in the final. I'll do it. Uh hopefully hopefully you have it in you. All right, next we got Kurt versus Jay. I mean I think Jay takes it unless Kurt makes some better moves here, even with some question marks on Jay's team like Derrick Henry and uh, fucking, sorry, Cameron Brait. Um, I think Jay takes it pretty easily. Yep. Uh, Jay pretty much daggered Kurt's team earlier on, but now Kurt's just burning his own house down. So Jay's going to roll him over. Yeah. I think he wins by at least 40 points, honestly. Yeah, I need you to avenge me, Jay. <laughs> All right. Lastly, we got James versus Hop. Um, you know, I, I think... At this point, if James makes some moves and plays those guys, I think he has a really good shot at beating Hop. I mean, I don't—I hate to do another contingency, but I think if James makes those moves and David Johnson is plays and is healthy, I think James has it. But I don't know. If, you, if you're gonna say that, then you're gonna say that he's gonna make the moves. I don't know if I trust that. He's just now figuring out the app. I think I got to go hop, I guess. Yeah, I got hop actually by a pretty significant margin regardless. I think, I mean, he still has the two best players by far on either side with Thielen and Gurley and not bad matchups. So I think you got to go with hop, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to do it. Yeah, I mean, the two times that uh, Zeke has played the uh, Eagles, he scored like over 35 points. So I think Gurley's going to go off. Definitely. All right, well, that about does it. Oh, man, we only got 
couple more episodes to go, and then the season's over. What the fuck happened? Well, David cheated. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and I just gave up the season. <laughs> that was... what, what was I doing? What was I doing? <laughs> so sad. How was it already over, Garrett? <laughs> oh, all right, I need to hang this up before I start to cry. We'll see you guys. Uh, see you next week, and we'll see what happens. Good luck to everybody. Still in it for the money. Except for David. Yeah, fuck David. <laughs>